It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kenny Albert. You're listening to the Broadway Hat Podcast with your host, Kyle Hall, the number one podcast for all things Rangers hockey. Welcome back to the Broadway Hat Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Hall, and they did it. They did it again. The New York Rangers, the comeback kids for the second straight playoff series, come back to win in Game 7. The Rangers went into Carolina last night and won Game 7 in an incredible fashion. Probably the best complete game the Rangers have played all playoffs. That I mean, they came out with Fox scoring that early goal, grabbing all momentum there. That was huge. Igor Shosturkin was fantastic. Chris Kreider, uh, Mika Zibanejad, I mean, they were all the big guns showed up last night. Even Panarin picked up an assist. You know, Ryan Strom had a goal after getting stoned. I don't even know how that puck didn't go in the net. And then the kid line, Heedle again, coming through. Major series from Philip Heedle. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I can't believe they went down to Carolina and put a performance like that after how miserable they looked down there uh, in games two and five. Game one, I still think they should have won down there. But games two and five, they just looked so bad. And uh, this team, <laughs> this team, there's something special about this team. They, all year long, they've been proving people wrong. And again, uh, you know, they fall, you fall back 2-0 in the series and people are writing them off. I mean, they, you know, people are saying, oh, yep, here's the Rangers. This is what you guys get. They go back to the Garden. They bring it back to Carolina. Again, fall back in the series 3-2. Come back to MSG. Another win. And then do it on the road in Game 7. Unbelievable. Um, how can you not love this team? Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Ryan Lindgren. 
The man's playing on one leg, goes down last night. This is just what this team's all about. Goes down last night, leaves in the second period. Ten minutes later, he's back on the ice. I mean, he couldn't put pressure on his leg. I don't know what the heck they did in the locker room, but, I mean, he is just an absolute warrior, just an animal. Incredible. And he's been – since he's come back in the lineup, the Rangers have been great, uh, you know, obviously defensively. He's he's eats shots. He's just so good back there at Fox. They really missed him in those two games in Pittsburgh where they got – Beat pretty badly. But, yeah, lingering comeback. I mean, that was awesome. <laughs> Barkley Goodrow, again. I mean, uh, two day, was it two weeks after ankle surgery, after he broke his ankle in, in game one of the playoffs, he's back, played, you know, just a great boost for this team the last two games, in game six and seven. He's blocking shots all over the ice. Last night on the PK, he blocked two or three shots in the first Carolina PK. He's, he's great. I mean, these guys, it's incredible. It's incredible how this team – it's just banded together, and, and it's basically the, you know, us against the world kind of thing because no one, no one, not even myself, can say before the season started that the New York Rangers would be in the Eastern Conference Final. Absolutely no one. And here we are. The Rangers are, you know, four wins away from a Stanley Cup appearance and one of the final four teams in the NHL. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And Chris Kreider last night, uh, so he has 15 goals. His two goals last night, again, his second goal took off like a rocket, too. Like, vintage Kreider. I think he hit 25 miles an hour, I think they said. Unbelievable. Um, but Kreider now has 15 goals in elimination games in his career. Not only is that the New York Rangers record, all-time record, he's one behind Mark Messier for the NHL all-time record. So a guy who a lot of Rangers fans say isn't clutch and disappears in big games uh, got to find a new narrative now because my man is almost the most clutch player in elimination games and goal scoring in NHL history. Um, let's hope he doesn't get too many uh, elimination game opportunities against Tampa and hopefully the Rangers get ahead in the series. But, you know, if need be, this team obviously likes to fight with their backs against the wall. Uh, Mika Zibanejad and Adam Fox were absolutely outstanding in the series. Uh, by far the Rangers' two best players in the series. Fox, again, I mean... Just terrific. And Mika really driving him to play, especially games five, six, and seven. Played I mean, Not really five, but six and seven, he was really good. Um, and he was great on the two home games in MSG, too. But, um, you know, the two of them are three and four, uh, with Mika third and Fox fourth in playoff scoring so far. Uh, so, I mean, they've been outstanding. Philip Heedle, four goals in the series. The kid line, obviously the Rangers found something there. Uh, so, hopefully they keep that rolling forward because we saw when they got separated. Uh, not too, you know, they didn't do too great that game. So keep the key lines together going forward. And now, uh, oh, and Igor Shesterkin. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. Since he got those couple games rocked there in Pittsburgh, he's been outstanding. He's been 7-3 and three with, I think, a 2.09 or something like that, goals allowed. Um, this series, though, I mean, a 1.72 goals allowed, a 9.49 save percentage. He was, he stood in his head at times. He... Carry the Rangers to wins at times. I mean, he solo win there. Game, game seven, outstanding. I mean, he gave up a couple goals there in the third period, but, um, you know, 3 nothing going to the third. Rangers had all the momentum. They go up. Go up four. Uh, it, I mean, it was just – he was so good. He he kept them – he kept them in at the entire series, and, uh, and really he just turned it on there. And, uh, you know, anytime Carolina got an ounce of momentum last night, you know, making it 3-1 – Hedo comes back down and scores, you know, and, and the Rangers again, you know, Kreider comes in and, and basically ends it with a five to one. They, 
they scored that, you know, Domi finally got a point and scored the goal and then cop with the empty netter at the end. But, um, you know, there was never really a doubt last night after that. I Yeah, there was a doubt. As a Ranger fan, you always think there's a doubt. But after that second period, the way the Rangers were playing, uh, you knew Igor wasn't letting up four goals in that third period to, to lose that game. Um, so now the Rangers, quick turnaround. Uh, tomorrow night at MSG, how crazy is that the Rangers will host the Eastern Conference Final against the back-to-back Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, starting to get bad flashbacks back to 2015 where these team teams met in the Eastern Conference Final. Their only playoff appearance against each other with Tampa taking that series in seven games. Um, I believe there's still six players left from that Tampa team that's, that are still there. Uh, and John Cooper, the head coach, with Kreider being the only Ranger left. So, um, you know, there's no memory from this Rangers team from that loss. You know, there's some memory from that Tampa team from that win. Uh, but, you know, most of it's, you know, all new rosters. Uh, but, you know, the, the big guys from Tampa are still there and Stamkos and Kucherov. And uh, actually, Vasilevsky was the backup that year to, to Ben Bishop, who uh, shut the Rangers out twice in that series, including a 2 nothing Game 7 shutout at MSG, the only time the Rangers have lost a Game 7 at MSG. Uh, but, you know, Rangers went 3-0 in the regular season against uh, Tampa. So, I mean, they have, you know, they've had some success against in this season. Um, you know, a couple storylines to look at. Braden Point is out injured. Uh, we actually have a great guest coming on, Eric Erlinson, uh, who is the Tampa Bay Lightning reporter uh, for LightningInsider.com. Does a great job covering them. He's been covering Lightning the last 20 years. Um, so it's, it's going to be great to, to listen to him and get his input on the uh, series because, you know, he's around this Lightning team every day. And we'll get some uh, update on the point injury. Um, you know, Vasilevsky versus Igor, two of the best goaltenders in the world, you know, both Russian goaltenders. So obviously there's a big connection there. You know, Fox versus Hedman, two of the best defensemen in the world. Uh, you know, another Russian connection there, Kucherov versus Panarin. You know, it, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of good storylines going to this series. Um, you know, the other thing is face-offs, too, um, you know, could play a part. Tampa's only winning 45% of the face-offs in the playoffs. Rangers have been miserable in face-offs, only 41%. So something's going to have to give there for one of these teams. Um, it'd be, I, I mean, how, you got to be so excited, though. You know, I know you. it's tough because we want to preview the series now with Tampa, but you want to kind of, you know, soak in that great Kane series and how resilient this team is. But, uh, you know, quick – Literally one day turnaround, you know, that could be good. Tampa's going to have, I think, 10 days between their last game. So a very long layoff for them, a very quick turnaround for the Rangers. You know, hopefully they can use that momentum going forward from Game 7 and keep it going uh, into Game 1 and, and just build off that garden crowd. And hopefully Tampa maybe takes a period or two to get their legs under them. The Rangers can jump out to an early lead here and take Game 1 in MSG. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, and the Rangers have won six straight MSG, so – They've been fantastic at home. Their only loss came in that triple OT game in game one against Pittsburgh. So the Rangers have been, been cooking at home. Uh, but we have a great interview, and, and Eric will tell us more about uh, about Tampa and about the, the you know the style of play and some players to watch in this series. So, uh, But before we send to our interview with Eric, I do want to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small profit into a big payday? 
during the NBA playoffs with DraftKings Sport, uh, DraftKings same game parlays. You can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total three pointers made, total rebounder, total rebounds, and more. And boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet backup up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. So go on and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code BROADWAY and bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code BROADWAY only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call... uh, 8778 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y to 467-369. We are now joined by a great job covering Tampa Bay Lightning for over 20 years. Uh he runs lightninginsider.com also has a great podcast with Lightning Insider. Eric Erlitson, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, it's my pleasure. How are you? Good, good. All right. So quick turnaround for the Rangers. Uh, big game seven win last night. And their prize is the back-to-back Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, who absolutely rolled through the Florida Panthers last round. Uh, the Lightning do have a long layoff here. I think it's going to be, is it 10 days, I think, since our last game when this game, uh, when puck drop happens tomorrow. Uh, so I guess just uh, talk us through Tampa's playoff run so far. I know they had an interesting series with Toronto to open up, but they really dominated last series. Look, I mean, both series were tough, um, you know, especially at Toronto series. We weren't used to seeing Andre Vasilevsky give up three goals per game, and he did through games one through six. Uh, shut it down in, in game seven. They were able to get a couple of goals from Nick Paul and uh, make things work from there. And then um, uh, and, well, like- and, and the series, the series against Florida um, was just like I know it was four games, but they were four hard games. Everybody saw game two where they had five different guys have to leave the ice at one point, mm-hmm. you know, taking pucks, block shots, or, you know, Corey Perry actually taking a puck off the head and pregame warm-up. It's, um, you know, so, yeah, it was a four-game sweep, but those were hard games. And, uh, you know, John Cooper's even said it, of all the, the long playoff runs they've had, and this is six conference finals now in eight years, if they ever needed a rest, this was the one to do it. And <laughs> uh, to get the nine days, um, you know, between games, they, they actually had four full days off during this time. So they didn't practice the entire time. They actually split it up uh, pretty good. So um, they'll be, uh, they'll be well rested for sure. And then you just have to, you know, from a lightning standpoint, hope it's not rust that set in. Yeah. And I think I saw a couple of players this morning comment about that and say, you know, they've, they've done it, you know, so many years in a row. Now they understand, you know, how to get their legs back. But from a Ranger standpoint, you kind of hope maybe it takes a few periods <laughs> for them to get their legs back. Um, I think the question everyone wants to know, Braden point, what's the injury update on him? Uh, for availability in the series it's playoffs so getting injury updates is uh, you probably have a uh, easier time sneaking out of fort knox than trying <laughs> to get injury updates from uh from teams at this point of the year we haven't seen him on the ice since game seven against toronto obviously the injury he ha- that happened to him late in the first period of that game haven't seen him in, around anywhere um haven't even gotten any indication whether or not he's been skating or not leading into, um, you know, anything over the last few weeks here. It's been almost three weeks, actually, just over three weeks since he suffered that injury. And the fact that we haven't seen or even heard about whether he's skating or not is probably not a good indication. But like I said, injuries this time, man, they they lock it down. They don't give you anything. They don't even give you a hint <laughs> of anything. So uh, I, I wish I could give an update uh, on Braden Point. But uh, I think at this point, you have to think that 
He's not going to play. And if he does, it's a bonus. I saw that the lightning uh, Twitter and Instagram account posted the uh, equipment bags going to New York as like, Oh, you know, onto New York and points bag was the bag that was on top. You know, of course with his numbers showing, I don't know if that was just to give some false hope to fans or get Ranger fans heads. Uh, but they did put that out there. Wait, wait, wait. You mean a, even a team's account might troll people? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah, it, it caught my attention. I'll tell you that, Eric. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, maybe we will see him. Uh, and, and Hagel's banged up too. Is he going to go for game one? You know, last time uh, John Cooper was asked about that, they anticipate him being ready to go for game one. Um, he had not practiced at all since the Florida series. Obviously, we think it's a hairline fracture in the foot uh, has been in a walking boot ever since uh, you know, the end of the series against the Panthers uh, took to the ice briefly on uh, Tuesday, did not take part in any line rushes or drills or like that as he left the ice, but then he did come back after the formal part of practice was over uh, and was skating around a little bit. So I, I guess the situation with him is game time decision might be the best way to put it. We'll see, you know, probably be an optional morning skate, uh, ahead of game one. So I don't know if we'll necessarily get any indications there, but the fact that he was skating and the fact that he did play games three and four against the Panthers is a positive sign, but again, injuries, you just never know this time. of year. Yeah. Uh, regular season Rangers won all three matchups against Tampa. You know, you can kind of throw regular season out of the window. I mean, we saw Carolina dominate the Rangers in regular season. They got done in, in the playoffs against them. Uh, is there any feel around this team, you know, losing three games? Is there any impact on that? honestly there's zero impact you know as I pointed out to people yesterday you know did did you know that in 2018-19 that Tampa Bay swept the season series from Columbus and outscored them 17 to 3 in three games and what did that lead to like it's just it has no bearing and especially in this situation right the the first two meetings you know one was on New Year's Eve in Tampa then they finished off the home and home in, in New York a couple of days later like the lightning were going through a COVID situation at that point they had two guys who were playing their first or second NHL games in the lineup for both of those games. You know, Brian Elliott started in net for the game on New Year's Eve. He hadn't touched the ice in, you know, a week and a half, uh, close to two weeks. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky started the game at Madison Square Garden. He hadn't seen the ice in, in more than two weeks before going in that game. So you, you kind of have to throw some of those things out. Mm-hmm. Maybe the most recent one when New York was down here later in the year, I think they were towards the end of March, they were here. That was a, a tight, low-scoring game. The Rangers got a power play goal, took advantage of it with like 16 seconds left in the game on its advantage at uh, game winner. Uh, that's probably more the model of what we'll see. But, you know, it's the Eastern Conference Finals. It's anything that happened in the regular season has no bearing. The only thing you can get is maybe some of the structure. And, you know, for Tampa Bay, they didn't have Nick Paul. They didn't have Brandon Hagel at that time. The Rangers didn't have Andrew Kopp. Like, there's a lot of – there's some different personnel mm-hmm. that are in the lineups as well. Um, I think the biggest storyline is the Vasilevsky versus Igor matchup. Two best goalies in the world right now. Um, they both struggled in the first round, but, wow, they have outstanding bounce backs in the second round. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. 
I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Iowans, you have dozens of betting options. Try a sports book built by bettors and run by bettors. Fred Doan started BetFred over 50 years ago with funds from a winning bet, and he's been known for delivering the best betting experience ever since. Visit BetFredSports.com to give us a try. New customers betting $50 get 111 in Fred bets and up to 200 Fred bets per week for five weeks. Terms apply. Proud partner of the Iowa Cubs and Iowa Wild. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Um, I mean, from a Ranger standpoint, Eager has been unbelievable, but Vasilevsky's obviously backstopped this team to two consecutive cups. Uh, how excited are you for this matchup? It's, uh, it's Andre Vasilevsky versus Andre Vasilevsky Jr. That's <laughs> kind of how I look at it because they're both very similar in the way they play the game. You know, they're both extremely athletic. Uh, they're both extreme competitors. You never give up on a play, but at the same time, they're so technically sound. They're not they're not swimming around the crease. They're not searching for pucks. They know where pucks are coming from. And that makes, that's what makes them so difficult, you know, to beat, you know, and I, and I mm-hmm. think the strategy for both teams is to get traffic, right? Don't let them see pucks because if they see it, there's a good chance they're going to stop it. Um, you know, so that's what this matchup is going to come down to. I, I think it's going to be, a, a, I think we're going to get a bunch of two, one games in this series. Uh, we'll see what kind of factor special teams comes into it uh, in these low scoring games sometimes one power play goal can be the difference in winning a series and and uh, having your season end so uh, but with these two guys in net it's uh, it's going to be a treat to watch it's like the anti uh, McDavid McKinnon matchup on the other <laughs> side yeah and then you would say the second best matchup between the two would be Fox versus Hedman uh, you know Hedman's been kind of like the the Norse uh, you know front runner for the last 10 years or so and Fox is now the newcomer on the scene winning it last year. Uh, and they've both been playing outstanding in this playoffs as well. See, I, I would say the the other really good storyline is Barclay Goodrow against the Tampa Bay Lightning oh. and Ryan McDonough against the New York Rangers, right? Like here's yeah. a couple of nice juicy former players going against your team, especially Goodrow. He's going for his third cup and he's trying to prevent, uh, you know, the franchise from going for their third cup. But yeah, on the back end, um, yeah. I mean, Hedman's been doing it for a long time and, you know, it's beyond Vasilevsky. He's the one guy that if Tampa is going and they're going well, it's usually because Victor Hedman's playing well. And if things are not going well, well, sometimes it's because Victor Hedman's not at the top of his game. And so he is really the guy in the back end that, uh, you know, probably the second most important player on this team, probably the most important skater on this team, because the way that he can just control the game of both ends of the ice, right? Like he's not, he's not Kale McCarr. He's not, um, uh, you know, some of these smaller defensemen that kind of dangle their way around, but he does really good things in the offensive zone. Quarterbacks, the power play, the amount of ice that he can cover with the way that he skates at six foot six. I mean, he just glides and, you know, he just gobbles up ice so quickly that, you know, players with the puck on their stick are surprised sometimes how quickly he can catch up to them. You know, Rick Bonus used to have a, a great saying when he was here. He's like, Victor Hedman can beat out his own icing. That's how well <laughs> he can get up and down the ice. So that that's when that's when this team is going well is when Hedman can kind of be in control at both ends 
in, in, the, in the way that he can defend and the way that he can join the rush and, you know, his ability to get the puck out of the zone. There's a lot of good things that if this team is going well, it's usually because Victor Hedman's doing them. And you touched on Barkley Goodrow. Now, I mean, he broke his ankle in game one, got ankle surgery, came back. I mean, because the guy is just an absolute warrior. Came back in game six, made immediate impact on the Rangers. Last night, game seven, the guy's diving all over the ice, blocking shots in the PK. When he first signed with the Rangers, there was a lot of Ranger fans who didn't, you know, weren't happy with the signing because the length of the deal for six years, whatever. We had Dave Randorf on the show, and he basically said, this guy's going to be an immediate fan favorite in New York. And he's lived up to everything and more, I think, from what Ranger fans thought they would get from him. He is not only been an outstanding player in the defensive end, he's chipped in offensively this year. He adds a grit to the bottom of that lineup and uh, is an outstanding penalty killer. So, uh, you know, from a standpoint from him going back against his Tampa teammates, uh, what can you see from the Tampa side that you don't want to play against Barkley? You just don't want to play against him. (laughs) (laughs) He's just such a hard player to play against. Uh, You know, one of the lasting images uh, from from Tampa's uh, cup run last year was watching Barkley Goodrow basically kill a puck in the Islanders and he was basically one on four. He was one on four and he probably killed 30 seconds of a penalty kill. It's just outstanding work. He just works so hard. Uh, He just knows no other way. He's willing to do everything that it takes for a team to win. And, and, you know, you win championships with guys like him because of the sacrifice he's willing to do and the work ethic that he's willing to put in. Um, And certainly I watched it last night, just those eating those pucks the way he did. Mm -hmm. Um, he's just epitomizes everything you want in a player. Uh, and he, and he can chip in, he can chip in, uh, you know, uh, on, on a few goals. He had a game winning goal in the second round against Carolina for Tampa Bay last year. That's when John Cooper came out with the, uh, the phrase that, uh, you know, every team has their, their Jaguars and the Ferraris, but you need some guys who are Jeeps and Barkley Goodrow is a Jeep, uh, because he just, he just works his way out of the muck and, um, you know, he's just hard to play against. So yeah, if, uh, if you're Steven Stamkos, if you're Nikita Kucherov, you don't want to see Barclay Goodrow coming down on you um, in the corner looking to take a piece out of you because he will take a piece out of you. I think one of the biggest, uh, also matchup-wise, the Lightning have taken a ton of penalties this year. I think they were second in the NHL this year in penalties, and they've taken more in the, in the postseason now as well. Uh, the Rangers, obviously, their power play is clicking in all cylinders right now. It was the driving force behind their offense all year. Um, did the lightning address that at all in, in talking with them today in the last couple of weeks about taking the penalty, stupid penalties or obviously against the series, they got to stay at the box or else the Rangers can really make them pay. Well, yeah, they found that against Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they took a, they took a ton too many penalties against Toronto it was a big reason why they lost in game three uh, back on, at, uh, on the ice at Amelie arena was because of the penalties that they took. And, you know, there are penalties and then there are penalties you, you have to avoid, right? Like it's the stick files. I mean, last night was a perfect example. Sebastian Ajo takes a silly hooking call in front of the net. That's unnecessary. You don't need to take that penalty. Mm. And, and you put a team like the Rangers on the power play, it's, uh, it could be the difference in a series. And it, and it certainly was last night in that case. So it, it is just being more disciplined. Um, there are good penalties to take and there are bad penalties to take. It's the bad ones that you want to avoid. And, you know, look, the Lightning's penalty kill has been pretty good for the most part. I know Toronto got some power play goals, but that's such a dangerous power play. The fact that, that they kind of limited Toronto with all the chances that they had. I think Toronto had four power play goals 
in that series may, might have been five. Um, you know, and the Lightning were still able to defeat them. They didn't take as many against Florida. You know, and Florida's power play was struggling, right? They just started 0 for 25 before they finally snapped that stretch, and they actually ended up finished the postseason 1 for 31. But, you know, some of that is because of the penalty killing that the Lightning have done. They've tweaked it. They've changed some things around. The addition of Nick Paul uh, has been huge for their penalty kill, which wasn't necessarily weakness during the regular season, but he's uh, he strengthened it up. Uh, with the way that he can play, it's it's kind of moved the partners, uh, the 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 forward partners around a little bit. Uh, so yeah, they're they know that they have to be disciplined um, and and not you know give New York too many opportunities because you know it's the stakes are too high this time of the year, which always brings into question the officiating. Are we going to get first round officiating where there are about nine power plays combined per night against Toronto, or are we going to get you know conference finals officiated where maybe each team gets two? So uh, that'll be something to keep an eye on too. Um, also from the matchup tip for the faceoffs, Tampa struggled in the draws. Rangers have really struggled only 41% Tampa at 45. Um, and basically is this going to be <laughs> just tie ups in the, in the draw? Like what, who's the best faceoff guy that Tampa's got going? <laughs> uh, well, Sam coast is their best guy. Um, he doesn't take a ton of them, especially right now. He's been uh, playing more wing than center, but he certainly takes a lot of the faceoffs in the right circle. Uh, Nick Paul has actually stepped up and, and been a big guy. I think he's actually taken the most faceoffs. Uh, I know he took the most faceoffs in the series against Florida. Uh, he took uh, more than double anybody else in the final two games against Toronto. So he's emerged as a guy who's going to take faceoffs. But, you know, as we know, faceoffs are not important until they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, they mean puck possession. And, you know, uh, Toronto scored a couple of goals straight off of faceoff wins. And Toronto just dominated them at times in the face-off circle in that first series. But, you know, now you've got two teams who are both below 50%. Uh, we know that can't happen now. <laughs> can't have both teams <laughs> below 50%. Someone's got to give, right? <laughs> so that battle, uh, that battle will, uh, will take place um, when we get there. But, you know, look, I said Stamkos is a, normally a 55 56% guy. I think he finished about 52% this year. PR Edward Belmar has been a guy historically that's been up around 54%. Uh, he finished around 51%. Those were the only two guys in the regular season that finished above 50% for Tampa Bay. So, uh, but they get guys that get on runs. Like Sorelli can get on a run. Uh, Braden Point, when he's healthy, can get on a run. But then they'll have games where they might go three for 15 in the circle. So it's, it's kind of a weird dynamic. Um, and then, so the role, so Rangers, obviously every series I ask this to whoever on, who's the role guy, like the role player on the team, not the superstar that Ranger fans get a hate by the end of the series. That's going to score a big goal or be a pest that just constantly bother Ranger fans. Well, he wears 21 in blue nowadays. That's Barkley Goodrow. Um, <laughs> boy, uh, Brandon Hagel's game has been building up. You know, he, he came from Chicago and, admittedly struggled uh, in a transition coming from the Blackhawks over to Tampa Bay and just the way that the, the two styles of play between the two teams, the offense hasn't been there. Obviously he was a 20 goal scorer with the Blackhawks, but he was a top PK guy. He was a top power play guy. He wasn't getting that time here. So it's been a big adjustment for him, but you've seen his impact start to kind of trend upwards over the last couple of series. And he hasn't necessarily been rewarded for it on the scoreboard, but if, if he can get through, if he can find that touch that he had in Chicago as a 20-goal guy, uh, he's a guy that can have an impact in this series. Uh, not necessarily that, you know, he's going to throw a big hit. I mean, the, the guy's 165 pounds. He's not going to throw a lot of heavy hits. He can play that style of game. He just doesn't have the physical presence. Uh, other than that, it's probably Nick Paul. You know, he's when, – when Tampa Bay acquired him from Ottawa – 
you know, the one thing that Julian Breezeball, the GM, said is that he has a playoff style to his game. Even though he'd never been in the playoffs, he has a playoff style to his game, and he has certainly shown that big time in these playoffs because he stepped up, especially when Braden Point went down, had the two goals uh, in game seven against the Leafs to, to help win that game. Um, he plays in a lot more situations now than he did. He's second power play. He's, he's one of the first guys over on the PK, and he can throw that heavy hit. He can be that guy. Um, but other than that, it's probably Pat Maroon because every opposing team hates Pat Maroon. What are the chances you think we get a Reeves Maroon fight? I, I, I suppose it's better than in any other series, uh, but it's like the stakes are just too high right now. Right? It's like a weird like, time, right? But I feel like those yeah. two would be primed for something right now. Yeah, I, I guess it depends on, on how heavy the chirping gets because there'll be a lot of chirping going on between those two guys at, 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 at ice level. I hope one of the two is mic'd up at some point so we can catch it on quest for the cup because uh, uh, Pat Maroon is, is among the best at chirping. We know Ryan Reeves can do it. Uh, so there'll be a lot of that talking. Uh, maybe late in the game, if there's a, a lopsided situation one way or the other, maybe we see it. But other than that, I, I just don't know. There's too much at stake. You don't want to cost your team and you don't want to put yourself in a position where you hurt yourself and you can't be out there to help your team. So again, stakes are a little bit different now. Uh, Mika's advantage line has seen the top defensive forward line. He, we saw the stall line in Carolina. They saw the Crosby line in Pittsburgh. Uh, how do you think Tampa attacks him to try to neutralize him? He's having an outstanding playoff. Uh, probably with, uh, again, assuming Braden point is out, they've had a line with uh, Nick Paul, uh, Brandon Hagel and Alex Kalorn. They, those three really took on the heavy minutes against Matthews and Marner, especially in the games that were in Tampa, uh, where they controlled the matchup a little bit more and they did an outstanding job. Those guys, you cannot stop those guys, but they were able to slow them down enough to limit the damage that they could do. Uh, so that's probably going to be the way that John Cooper goes if he's going to get into a matchup situation is try and slow things down with those guys. What do you think the most important thing with this matchup is for, to, for the winning team to come out? Win the special teams battle. You know, they, both teams are so good at defending. They're so good at, uh, you know, the guys in goal are so hard to beat uh, at each end. I, I think just like last night, what was the difference in game seven? It was the Rangers' two power play goals and the Hurricanes' inability to score on their power play until the game was pretty much out of hand. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think it, I think this is a situation where uh, whoever does come out with the power, uh, with the special teams battle probably has a really good chance to uh, come out on top in the series. And then uh, give me your series prediction overall. Well, I'm really bad at predictions. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I tend not to do them much. I, I, I think this is a, you know, a six game minimum series. Uh, I think both goaltenders are going to shine. I don't think we're going to get a six, five game at any point in this, um, in this round. Uh, I think the defense is just too good. I think the goalies are just too good. Uh, I would expect a lot of two, one games and hopefully that doesn't mean a lot of overtime games because eight o'clock starts and overtime are not a good mix. <laughs> Eric and I are heading out to New York tonight, so yeah, have a safe flight. It's going to be an awesome series, and uh, thanks for jumping on with us. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you so much, Eric, for joining us this week. Um, it's going to be an awesome series. It's going to be a great series. Uh, it's great to preview that with him and, uh, and get the update there from Tampa, but uh, I am so pumped for this series. Ranger fans, I mean, home ice advantage in the Eastern Conference Finals. No one could have scripted this for this Rangers team. Um, this gave me such an exciting couple weeks here. Uh, it's going to be a great series, and hopefully the Rangers can, uh, you know, get rid of that 2015 Eastern Conference uh, feeling out of them while, before the series starts and know that this team is different, this team is special. 
and uh, and they they are no quit in NY comeback kids, uh, just so resilient, such a great team to watch. Uh, and that does it for episode seventy nine of the Broadway Hat Podcast. It's been awesome this playoffs. We've been having such great guests. I cannot thank all of our listeners enough uh, for all the uh, the uh, listens and all the comments and everything we've gotten the last couple weeks. It's been awesome. Um, please make sure you go and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five star review if you like what you hear. Uh, every five star review the show does uh, receive a dollar is donated to Alex's Lemonade Foundation, helping fight pediatric cancer. So please take a moment out of your day, subscribe to the show, leave a five star review, and help an amazing cause. Um, just takes literally a minute out of your day. So thank you to all of our listeners who have done that so far. Uh, make sure you go follow the show on both Instagram. And um, Facebook at the Broadway Hat Podcast. You can find the show on Twitter at Broadway Hat Pod. You can find my personal account at, um, for all New York Ranger updates at KHOLNY. Follow the show on Spotify. Leave us a five-star review there. You can find the show on Amazon Music, Google Play, uh, Pandora, Spreaker. Anywhere you get your podcast. you can find us there. Eastern Conference Finals. Let's go Rangers. Iowans, you have dozens of betting options. Try a sports book built by bettors and run by bettors. Fred Doan started BetFred over 50 years ago with funds from a winning bet, and he's been known for delivering the best betting experience ever since. Visit BetFredSports.com to give us a try. New customers betting $50 get 111 in Fred bets and up to 200 Fred bets per week for five weeks. Terms apply. Proud partner of the Iowa Cubs and Iowa Wild. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.